How's it going? This is Ty, and this is also the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast, and I'd like to welcome you, which of course, I always do. Here we talk about fiction, copywriting, persuasion, marketing, and several other issues. Ever since I discovered that fiction writing and copywriting do borrow from each other in quite a few different ways. So without any further ado than we've already had, let's get to it. All right, this week's episode is number 181. This isn't connected to any previous blog post because this is new content. Uh, this is going to be aired on, let me see, math. I'm bad at math. February 16th. And I'm actually wanting to go over the commercials and game some game highlights for Super Bowl 56. The caveat being, if you're a blog subscriber and you did arrive here for the announcement, is that I actually didn't watch the game this year because I had gotten rid of my TV service and I wanted to use the internet for other things. So I did a quick search and so on of the internet for highlights and whatnot. Not as good as actually watching it, but I could get the digest of things in a half hour instead of four to five hours, which to me is a bit of a win. So uh, my family, my extended family, and some of my friends apparently are a lot bigger into sports than I am. So I had thought that things were kind of a blowout and so on because, or were going to be, because one of my cousins said on Facebook that the Bengals couldn't win on field goals alone. And if they didn't start stepping it up, the Rams would basically win. Well, not basically, that the Rams would win. And another one of my friends, Kerry, said that the first two quarters of the game were great because he watched it, and the last two really weren't. So I didn't actually know what to expect. All right. So as far as the game itself, uh, the Rams are scoring touchdown. The Bengals are scoring field goals. That was kind of a thing at the beginning. Then the Bengals uh, scored uh, some touchdowns, too. The Bengals intercepted the Rams in the end zone. That was good to score a TD later. And then another touchdown after that. I couldn't figure this out because I was watching the highlights. I couldn't figure it out because of the fact that the Bengals had the lead at the start of both the third and fourth quarters. It was interesting to me, almost like a mystery, because I didn't know how it was going to end. Because I, based on what I had heard earlier, that the, the Bengals lost. They lost, basically. So what happened was there was a holding penalty against the Bengals at the end. That gave the Rams another shot at a touchdown, and they nailed it to win the game, actually, 23-20. And there was a part at the end where the Bengals quarterback, Burrow, he got stopped from making a pass at the end with about 30 to 50 seconds left, and they said, oh, just let the clock run out. They only had 30 seconds. There's probably some technical, complicated mercy rule that football has for that, and I'm not aware of it. So anyway, that was it. And I was kind of rooting for the Bengals because I had realized I didn't know when they had last been in the Super Bowl. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the Patriots, the Rams, the Seahawks, oh, the Bengals. When did they last get there? Because it's unusual for them to be there. Uh, the, their last Super Bowl appearance, the Internet tells me, was way back in Super Bowl twenty two, right after the 1988 season. So the February after the 1988 football season closed, that's when the Bengals were last in the Super Bowl. So I thought 
it would be interesting for them if they did win because they hadn't been there for math again, 30, 34 years, over 30 years, basically. But it wasn't to be, and they lost, not by much, though. I mean, it's not a very, it's not a comfort to the Bengals players. I don't think that they'd only lost by three points and not as if they won by, you know, like 20 and couldn't lost by 20 and couldn't do anything at all. I think that would have been more heartbreaking or more deflating. I guess losing by three points would still be heartbreaking because you were so close and then couldn't make it. But anyway, I guess either either or on that one. As far as the commercials, I mean, I couldn't uh, – I didn't rank them or anything. Like, I just like to talk about them because of the fact that I – years and years ago I realized when my mom told me that I view commercials as entertainment, like I, I think I really do because when a commercial would come on on TV years and years ago when people are supposed to be getting snacks or going to the bathroom or what have you, I wouldn't be leaving the room. I would be stuck there or halfway to somewhere else. Something would catch my attention and then I would stop and watch it. So I do view the commercials as entertainment in the Super Bowl every year and the Super Bowl commercials are my way to indulge that and have some fun, you know, because it's, I think that as long as they're well done, despite the fact that there has been a marked decline as far as humor with the commercials in previous years, they, um, it's fun. And I do enjoy looking over things from either a persuasive perspective or a storytelling perspective because each commercial does sort of tell a story. So we got the BMW electric car with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Salma Hayek as uh, Zeus and Hera. That was pretty interesting. That was about, uh, they were supposed to retire and take the little Pegasus with them and go here and there and they're retired and uh, Arnold as Zeus has to shock everything to jumpstart everybody's cars and do this and do that. And he's frustrated by the fact that he can't really do things the way he likes to do them until Harry introduces him to the BMW. It's an all electric car and he's famous in Greek mythology, of course, for a lot of thunder and lightning here, there and every place. So he did quite well with that. Uh, Anna Kendrick and Barbie, I didn't really watch any of the commercials on that. It was interesting to me with other people's accounts online about the fact that it was like in a little series peppered throughout the Super Bowl as well as before the Super Bowl started about Anna Kendrick and Rocket Mortgage and Barbie and Anna like talking, so to speak, even though Barbie is a, for lack of a better term, a doll toy action figure being voiced by, I think it was America Young who voiced her in the ads anyway. But a lot of people, several other people have voiced Barbie over the years as well. It was interesting to me because Barbie has done a lot of really, if Barbie were a person, if Barbie were a real person, she would have done a lot of interesting things over a really, really, really long time. Which was interesting to me as well because people don't live People usually don't get to live a life as storied as Barbie's as a real person, no matter who you are. It just really doesn't happen. Um, there was also an interesting ad I looked at about the Paralympian Brian McKeever, who had won a lot of medals at the Paralympics after he was, I believe, diagnosed with macular degeneration. 
as the Toyota ad mentioned. I thought that was really cool, even though I wasn't really thinking about uh, Toyota very much at that point, but about Triumph and really the hard things that a lot of people have to go through and that they triumph over it anyway. And so I wasn't really thinking about cars or about buying a car or thinking about Toyotas. I was thinking about that. So that, that may have derailed it a little bit, but I was thinking about the people behind the ad or ser who served as the inspiration for the ad. Then of course they had Uber don't eats because Uber apparently delivers things that are not food now. And they had really, uh, anyway, things you shouldn't eat, like candles and litter and a lot of other things you shouldn't eat, kitty litter or other stuff that I was just, I don't know. It, it was funny in a cringy way, I, I've got to say. And I think that's how the, I think it was the Sportsnet, either Sportsnet or TV line and described it in a kind of cringy way as well that they said it was cringe. And I think that it was because you wouldn't really it'd be weird thinking about eating stuff that isn't a food that you know is not a food. I probably could have come up what probably be able to come up with several times in my own life where I tried to do that by accident. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I did once try to eat foil wrapped chocolate with the foil still on. So, I mean, it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility. It was dark, but it's not, it's, it's different and it's somehow the same at the same time. Then we had a Pepsi commercial with uh, the Manning brothers and Terry Bradshaw duct taped to the roof of a bus as they were driving to the Super Bowl. And Peyton had the living room ripped out of his house by that bus, which I, I think is just interesting because of Pepsi and Frito-Lay about the commercials that they sometimes have. They're usually more outrageous and attention-grabbing than some of the others to a certain extent. And I do enjoy that as well because it entertains me, not necessarily to get me to think about Pepsi in that sense or the brand in that sense, but to have a good time. I think with brand advertising, they want you to associate that feeling with their product. But for me, it doesn't always translate if I'm not either not aware of the product or, do, or service or don't use the product or service. Then I just relegate it in my brain to me having a good time. And that's it. And the, the funniest one, which I think I had gotten, I'd gotten the preview as well, but I didn't watch it, all of it, or know that there was more of it until I actually looked over things after the Super Bowl was over, was the one with Scarlett Johansson and Alexa, about Alexa reading their minds. And I didn't know, it was like, oh, okay, I see that, oh, it's moonlighting and chilling the rosé and it's an afternoon game and blah, 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 That's that was fine. I do remember seeing that part in the previews that I had looked at up to a point. But I didn't either didn't figure it out as such or didn't notice that at the toward the end it says uh, uh, Alexa is setting a reminder for the husband to fake his own death when Scarlett's new play debuts, so he doesn't have to go. And Alexa also outs Scarlett to her guests that she bought something at a store that she claims to have made, and that the husband left the oysters in the car for too long. It was just a disaster. 
or it was more of a thought experiment. I think it was supposed to be a thought experiment in part or like a daydream was wondering what it would be like or what it would be cool because of the swirly parts at the beginning and the end. But then it would have good points and it would have bad points for a lot of good. Sometimes with products and services, there can be some things that are good about it and things that are like not good about it or potentially embarrassing about it, which in this particular case, just the faking his own death. It was just so, it's so honest. It's so raw and vulnerable and it's so honest because, and funny because it is so honest and unfiltered that I think that is the way that is because it, it's, it's funny because there are very few people who are willing or able, I think, and this is just my personal opinion, in quote-unquote polite society to express what they think, exactly how they're thinking it, because it may be perceived as embarrassing or something else. Whereas there are other people who don't care about that. Because if they see you riding a bike off a cliff, for instance, they're going to stop you. And if you need to be stopped because you're doing something that might be potentially destructive to your soul for others, or you're just not getting it, they're going to tell you those things because they value getting that message across rather than the actual words they use. And they might be viewed as a little brash for doing that or rough, but it does get the job done if they want to make sure that things are, things are going smoothly and nobody is being hurt or otherwise uh, having stuff done to them and so on that could hurt them or hurt others. It just depends on the situation mostly. So yeah, that was, it was a bit of an interesting thing for me this year because I, I'd gotten rid of my TV service because I realized I didn't use it very much. And so I had to kind of use the internet as my own research device on this, so to speak. But I still had a, a lot of fun, actually. It was a lot of fun going over the commercials and looking at game highlights and so on. I don't think it would be as good as being there, but for me, it's effective because I'm not really that big of a football person. So, I mean, it's that was okay for me. I like to see like the action and competition because it is interesting watching people do something that I myself cannot do or cannot do as well as that in a sport where if I'm not mistaken, once the ball is once the ball is hiked back, the quarterback has something like three seconds or less to get rid of the ball. And then he's got to throw it through a bunch of other people or somebody's got to kick it through a bunch of other people. And you got others who are in pads and strong, fast dudes trying to stop you from going anyplace. That's why I appreciate football as a sport, even though I can't really do much of it myself. But that's where the magic is, of course. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is tymallcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. Oh, you can support this podcast by liking, sharing, commenting, and subscribing to get the word out. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks at the end of each and every episode. 
well, not individually, but collectively. Uh, for $4.99 a month, I'll give you a part of the show notes for that week, for that episode in the month that you're featured. Terms apply, of course. And for $9.99 a month, I'll do a 30-second to one-minute ad for you to promote your business during the show. Again, terms apply. All right. I appreciate it once again that you took time to listen to me today, this week, this time. And we will catch you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day.